Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help you build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. That's what we're helping you do today. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We're here hanging out. We're talking about whatever it is that you want to talk about, as long as it has something to do with money, relationships, careers. Give us a call and uh, we'll chop it up with you. Let's take a call. We got Elizabeth from Nashville. What's going on, Elizabeth? How can we help today? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good. Okay. I hopefully have a simple question. Um, okay. So me and my husband were talking uh, last night about the budget and we were just, we, we were a little stumped on, on something. Should we be saving any of our money just to save money? Like we do have some things we'd like to save for and we're mm-hmm. putting money aside for that, but should we be saving money just to save money? Are you on baby step three or baby step one? So we have the emergency fund, $15,000. Our monthly expenses are about three. We have uh, $1,000 in a separate fund, a separate fund that like all the bills come out. And we, that, that thousand is basically like zero. Um, we're investing 6% um, and we're only doing that because we are technically at baby step 3B and we're trying to save somewhere between 1500 to 2500 a month. Um, for, for a down payment. Cool, 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 cool. Very so cool. This is outside of the emergency fund, outside of like sinking funds. Uh-huh. Should we just, should we be saving some money just to save money? Well, no. And then also, would it be wrong, like if we had money saved up, would it be wrong to use that money if something came up and we were like, oh, I'd like new kayaks or shoes or something? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, So I do want to call out the fact that you're you guys have got your own system that you're working um it's not the baby steps and that's fine if you want to work whatever system that you elizabeth and your husband want to work but most what are we doing wrong okay i'm glad you asked thank you for asking oh elizabeth you shouldn't have done that no that was good because if if she she had it was choose your own adventure there for a minute john if she had chosen to be like what no what do you mean then we would have been we would have gotten gotten into it but elizabeth is like i want to learn help me i love it elizabeth okay so here's what i'll call out um you really only need that thousand dollars saved starting out that's baby step one your starter emergency fund that's a barrier between you and life 56% of Americans don't have anything. They can't cover a $1,000 emergency. So by you just having that $1,000, you have set yourself up uh, so far ahead of society. So that's thing one. Thing two, do you guys have debt? No. Okay. Baby step two is done. Number That's wonderful. Baby step three, it said that you you said you had $1,500 set aside somewhere. $15,000. Oh, $15,000? Oh, sweet. And then you said you had another fund of a thousand dollars okay so we're getting there okay and then the 3b just like if we have the thousand in, in there is just like a buffer between like if something happens and uh we don't want to touch the emergency fund uh so it's, it's, an, just it's like an emergency if, fund if, for if, your emergency fund yeah it's just that's where all the bills come out and so like if something happens i see yeah it's just a it's like buffer. a little cushion yeah i'm not gonna it yell is, at, i'm yeah. not gonna yell at you for that I'm not. I, I get it. Some people do it. I probably wouldn't do it. You got $15,000, but I get it. I'm not going to yell at you about that. Um, are you guys saving up for a house? I debt again. I got you. Uh, yeah, that's where we're at. We're at baby step 3B. Okay. So 
technically you're not at baby step four yet. So I don't know that I would be contributing to, you know, investing just yet. If you're in 3B and you're trying to like kick this thing out. Um, I thought Dave said you could do like a a little mix of both. You could. It just depends on what what your goals are. If you're trying to hurry up and do this or not. Because I mean, technically the baby steps work in order. Um, But like if you were a person and you were already in a house and you're saving for another house, I wouldn't tell you to stop investing to save for another house. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have you go backwards in that way. So if you want to do a little mix of it, I'm not mad at that. But if you're trying to move quickly, I'd probably hold up for a minute and walk the baby steps exactly in order. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? So um, can I can I ask you this, Elizabeth? What what are you scared is going to happen? What do you mean, John? You've got you've got layer on top of layer on top. You are trying to insulate yourself from the world. Fortification. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, what do you What do you scared is going to happen? John, I went in debt, and I never want to do it again. Okay. Having a little cushion. Let me just say this: in the account that you're paying your bills from. Having a line item in your budget that's like, hey, no matter what, there's always $500 here. No matter what, there's always $200 here. I'm not mad at that. I think if it gets excessive, it could be an indicator of possibly something else. So, Elizabeth, yesterday I was talking to, um, his name is Sal DeStefano. He's a good buddy of mine, and he is with the Mind Pump guys in San Jose. They they basically are doing for the fitness and nutrition industry what Dave has done for 30 years for the finance industry. I trust the guy, and he's brilliant. Here's what he told me. He said, most um, people fail. I think it's up to 90% of workouts and diets fail because people... Are they don't like what they see in the mirror so much? They are exercising because they hate themselves, and so exercise becomes a form of punishment for how I look, for how I've eaten. And what he said is, if you go into the gym to exercise as a form of punishment, you you deserve a hard workout today because of how you look and how you eat and how lazy you are. And these are these are all things we're saying to ourselves. That that is going to fail. It's going to fail. And so what I want to tell you is you went into debt. You did. And you owned reality and you and your husband have worked your butts off. I want you at some point to stop punishing yourself and stop setting up all these curbs for what if I do it again? Because that's not you anymore. And I want you to start going to something not dragging around this past and trying to create all these imaginary buffers for things that, for ways you might do something stupid again, that's not who you are anymore. And go towards okay. something, right? So when people go to the gym because they know they're worth that hour, when they eat right, because I know how good I'm going to feel tomorrow when I wake up, those people stick to those diets. That's what you're talking about identity change, and that's what we're ta- I, that's 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 what I'm talking about here. I want you to give some credit to my new friend Elizabeth that that. Um, that that's your past. You've been there, and we're gonna we're gonna follow these baby steps all the way to the end, and we're gonna wake up millionaires in a few years um, because we, we we started going towards something. Not we didn't continue to run from things. Does that make sense? Makes I hear you, John. Yep, that's so good, Elizabeth. You're doing everything right, John. I love what you just said. You're you're talking to me on that, Elizabeth. He was talking to both of us on that <laughs> one. That, that, I appreciate the call. Hey, well, if you want to buy hey, Elizabeth, if you want to buy kayaks, save up some money and buy some kayaks. 
Okay, oh, yeah. I can. You're on a baby step two. Do, do a little something, something. And you got your baby step three done. You yeah. can do a little. You can buy organic diapers. You can buy kayaks. <laughs> I still don't even know what that means. <laughs> but get them anyway. Get them anyway. <laughs> you can spend a little bit of your money. Remember, you can give your money. You can save your money. Uh, you can spend your money. And don't forget to have a little bit of fun with this. You know what I'm saying? Guys, this is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by Dr. John Deloney. And we're taking calls about your life and your money. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And, uh, you know, we'll talk it up with you. We'll chop it up with you. We'll give you advice. We'll help you out with whatever it is that you feel like you need help with. Let's take a quick call uh, from Brady in Orlando, Florida. What's going on, Bradley? Hey, guys. Uh, it's good to hear from you. You too. How can we help today? Um, so my wife and I are expecting our first child uh, in October. Hey, congrats. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. And so we have enough cash to pay off our car loan, but I've heard you guys, you know, say, you know, save up just for anything like expecting anything that can happen uh-huh. between now and then. Um, I was just kind of curious of like my situation. Uh, we owe like 9,700 and we have about 14,000 total in savings. But I know within those six months, we could, you know, grind and get back up to where we are. You got, mm-hmm. Go I, ahead. I, I, I would, I, Jay, tell me I'm wrong. I would do both. Uh, I would keep that. We, we call it stork mode around here, but I would, I don't see a problem with keeping that money in your account and working like crazy yeah. until that baby comes and then being able to write that check for the car when you find, when the, when the, Everything goes smooth with the birth. Everything's nice and good. You got that kid sitting at home and everybody's smiling. And um, then you can just write the, get online and write that check and be done with it. And and also you've already it's it's already been replaced in your emergency fund, right? It's it's, it's two birds one stone. Yeah, it's kind of a wash. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Nothing's stopping you from putting that money on the car once everything goes smooth and everything goes well, and you've got it stockpiled there. Um, is there any other debt to speak of, or it's just the ninety seven hundred? Uh, just a house, but that's different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, Jade and Bradley. I I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be able to breathe if I had a baby on the way and I had five thousand bucks. No, I I would not Correct. liquidate. I would not liquidate the savings to do that. I would keep that there. I'd do what John said. I'd continue to work hard, continue to stack up as much money as I can, and then when baby comes, pay off the car, and you'll have some extra money in savings as well. Yeah. That feels yeah. right. Yeah, because I know we'll I know we'll have the car paid off probably within the next five six months, anyways. Because mm-hmm. we put down you know almost triple, quadruple sometimes. Yeah, I mean, so. 
yeah mm-hmm. baby step baby steps speaking let's say there is no baby on the way of course you would liquidate this 14k and, and take the 9700 and pay it in this case we don't want to do that for the reasons that john said it's it's actually the opposite you want to stop going crazy and pile up cash um so in that case yeah something tells me that in the next six months you're probably going to make enough and extra money that you could pay off this car and keep the 14k there something tells me you're going to be okay. able to make that happen am i am i close yeah, and the other thing holding me back was just because my wife's planning on taking off a year. Mm-hmm. So oh, so you need to stack up back, even more. Cut back our salary, which will cut back our salary, you know, total. By how much? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a teacher, so it's a little over forty. So what's yeah. that? What's that car note? Per month? Yeah. Uh, five hundred. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's that's that's not. Not the entirety of her paycheck, I, but it's I want that, you it's know, a I chunk. want that gone before she yeah. takes off. Right. So. so when she stops working and that forty thousand is out of your equation, how much are you bringing in? Oh, about seventy. Okay, so you guys can live off of that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, especially, especially with no payments, right? Yeah, I like that plan. I think that's great. Again, you know, a lot of what we teach here is so that you can have options to do that kind that's of it. stuff. It's freedom. It's just you yeah, can, you can choose freedom to be able to say, hey. We can forego your forty thousand dollar income, and we can just skate on seventy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And let's let's be super honest. You may not get super. You might you may take a year off of getting really really far ahead. Right. Yes. And that's okay. You got a you got a brand new baby. Enjoy enjoy that baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, help your help out around the house. Look, right? let me tell you, I would rather be free. And, and be on that Corolla life mm-hmm. than be all day, man, than be working and need all the paychecks and all the money and uh, to support all the debt so I can drive, I don't know, the, the BMW or drive that Mercedes. Man, I would rather just be free. I don't know sure. about you. I will drive some used vehicles with 100,000 miles on it in a second, John, yep. for some freedom out here. All right. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you need to make repairs, when you need to schedule routine maintenance or find local help, home improvement projects, Neighborly is your source for reliable home service providers in your area. So go to neighborly.com to start your search. All right. Today's question comes from Sal in Virginia. Sal writes, I've pretty much dug a hole for myself with so much debt, which i Barely, a- which I'm barely able to keep up on the payments. I went over my limits on several credit cards and have a few loans and I'm very close to hitting $90,000 in debts. I want to know if it's okay to temporarily stop paying for some of the big payments and focus on the smaller payments first and then focus on the bigger payments. I'm just unable to make all the payments and be able to pay for other necessary things like rent, utility, and transportation. For the past few months... The past couple of months, I've actively tried to sell more of my belongings, which I really don't need. I've also taken on a couple of weekend jobs, but I'm still struggling to keep up. Please advise on my best option to getting back on track before I try the baby steps. Man, this is... It's a mess. I'm so grateful for this question, um, Sal, because, you know, on this show, John, we yell at folks all the time, look at how you're spending your money. You're not doing it right. All this stuff. But this is a, this is real deal right here because this is somebody who they're doing the best they can. They've made some mistakes, and you know they're just trying to make ends meet. So and let, let's let's be real honest. There does come a moment when you've dug yourself quite a hole, and you can work two or three jobs, and ain't it ain't you're making a dent in that hole. Man, you're preaching to the choir. It, it just is right, and so it's easy for us to be like, you just need to get out there and get another job and a third job. 
sometimes you dug yourself a hole and it's a mess. Look, I re- when I when you read Sal's question, I relate to, directly to that, and I hope that Sal and anybody else listening knows. Man, back in gosh, Sam, what was it? Back in 2012, 2011, um, we were in exactly Sal's situation. So much debt, so many payments, we literally couldn't pay them all. We had to stop with some of them and just tell the others to take a hike, be like, hey, you're just gonna have to call my phone. And that's what I, you know, I refer to that. I know people call baby step zero different things. For us, baby step zero was simply quit creating more debt. Like if you can just stop, stop, like not drown and not make the water any deeper, Mm -hmm. that is successful. And that was, uh, gosh, almost two years of the first part of our journey was just trying to get enough footing to where we could just pay all of our bills. Um, So I understand what that means. And when you're in that situation, you've got to focus on that four walls. You've got to focus on, hey, I got to keep the rent going. Like I can't default on my rent. I can't get evicted. That's number one. You got to eat. You got to make sure that there's food coming in. You're eating. You got to keep the lights on, utilities. That's next. And you got to get transportation. It doesn't have to be expensive transportation. I don't care if you're taking the bus. You got to make sure there's money for gas, uh, bus ticket, Uber, ride, whatever it is that you need to do to get by. And if you're able to do that, you can breathe at night. And can we just, this isn't to celebrate us. This is to, to, to just provide a picture of what this looks like. Man. I have rented an upstairs bedroom in my friend's mom's house before. I have driven a $3,500 truck to my Dina student's job. Come on. I've, you know what I'm saying? Like I've yeah. driven my wife's old used Corolla that she sold and I bought back. At a lesser, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just, and I know you guys, I mean, you and Sam, geez, man, y'all went through it, right? I, look, I remember on a Friday having no money in the account. I would write, I would go to the grocery store because we needed food. I'd write a bad check on a Friday mm-hmm. knowing that check can't clear on Saturday, Sunday. That gave me two days. It gave Sam and I two days. I'd teach lessons. I'd do anything I could to get money in the account before Monday so it wouldn't overdraw. Right. Sometimes we did it. Sometimes we didn't get it. Because I had to eat today, right? Got to eat. You got to eat. Right. And it that was it was like I knew to do that because I'm like, okay, they can't they can't charge this check over the weekend. This is my chance. So I get it. If you're out there and you're struggling, I see that when I'm out here going on a rail and yelling at folks, I'm not talking to you. I know that you're scratching, you're clawing, you're doing whatever you need to do to get by. The folks I'm yelling at is the people who can pay their bills, who are sitting on their hands while the government is holding your student loans off and you're waiting for that single person to pay that bill for you. You're the one that needs to get off your butt and do some work. This is The Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. My name is Jade Warshaw. I am joined by Dr. John Deloney, and we're taking calls this hour about your life, your money, your relationships, what's going on with the government, what's going on with taxes, what's going on with my job, what's going on with my family, whatever it is, give us a call. 888-825-5225. We are here for you. We're ready to talk about it. We got Carolyn. Uh, we got Carol and Edmund. Okay. I got to put my glasses on so I can read a little <laughs> bit better. What's going on, Carol? <laughs> Hi, can you hear me okay? I definitely can. What's up? Okay. Um, I am 67. My husband is 66. I have cancer. My husband has enough. He is 100% disability retired from VA. With the VA. Wait, hold on a second, Carol. Um, hold on a second, Carol. Tell me, tell me about your cancer. I'm so sorry. Me too. Oh, um, well, I had endometrial cancer in 2015. Um, I still am stable, but I had to get off all of my um, 
treatment because it was causing um, too many complications, hypertensive crisis. Mm. So I couldn't take anymore. But I'm stable. I just really I know you're stable, stable, but that's a brutally painful mm-hmm. cancer, right? Um, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I know, but don't just wipe. <laughs> you you have a right to your pain too, okay? And this yeah, is coming well, from your I'm, friend. I'm doing pretty good right now. I have uh, go every three months for screening. So, okay. um, All right. my husband got in us. He was the cornet soloist of the United States Marine Band and developed multiple sclerosis. Oh man! In two, in 1989 and retired in 1990. Okay. He is basically in a wheelchair now, so his disability went up to 100. percent Okay. Um, he retired. He was a college professor for 25 years, and well, longer than that, really. And he retired in 2020. We refinanced our house to 2.65% um, and we do not have to pay property tax because he is 100% disabled. Okay. So our monthly income is approximately $9,200 a month with Social Security, which we took early because of our health. Um, His VA disability and his pension, which I am entitled to when he passes, that's the way the Oklahoma Teachers Retirement works. Okay, so the pension goes for you. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so we are completely out of debt except for our house because we got a PhD in the UMD and went on to do postgraduate work. We are behind in our retirement. We have approximately $300,000 in retirement. We do not have to touch that right now. We... Our expenses are about forty five hundred a month. I just did our budget, and it's four thousand something without, um, you know, fluctuating on our um, electric and gas. Sure. So at any rate, um, our so, question is: okay. we we don't know. Our financial advisor said throw everything at the house, uh-huh. get it paid off. If you really want to get it paid off, get it paid off. Yeah, but. I'm concerned because if I pass first, he's fine. He doesn't lose anything. Mm -hmm. If he passes first, they slash his VA disability. Um, And how much of the 9,200 is that? Oh, let's see. He gets about 3,900 and it would go down to about 1,451 because he's only been 100% for three years and you have to be at least 10 years to get. So you'd go down to a little under 8,000? A month? Probably, yeah. And Carol, um, when that hold on, Carol, when that happens, you want zero liabilities. Right. And but the thing is, I wanna know if we should follow exactly the baby steps and put fifteen percent keep putting fifteen percent into retire uh, investments to catch up and then still pay the house off because we've been putting about two thousand a month toward the principal. How much left do you? How much yeah, left do you, you have owe? on that house? Uh, the house is worth three hundred and six five, and we have one hundred and fifty one left as of now. When I make another payment, um, when the new month comes, it'll be a little lower. Plus the what we throw at the mortgage, I could sell it and still get a good profit, but I'd really rather have it paid off in case I don't want to move. Can I ask you a hard question, uh, Carol? Yeah. What's pre- what's what's precipitating this call? Is is somebody get a, get a bad diagnosis? No, we've just been thinking about this um when we he retired and we 
um, realized we needed to get our affairs in order because of my cancer and his MS. We <clears throat> went to our attorney and our financial planner. We got our state in order. We got everything, okay. DNR and all that. But you, you, so you could be, each one of you could be 5, 10, 15 more years, 20 more years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, here's, here's the thing. You're in, you're in a good position because you've got the 300,000 nest egg but you're not touching it. All the money, all this 9,200 is from Social Security, uh, VA, and pension, as, aside right. from that 300K, right? Right. We don't, and we only spend about, with our bills. Right. You're only spend spending 4,500. Approximately. So, you know, it depends on what our electric or gas is. It goes right, right. If, if something, if, if it were different, if you were like, the 300K is all we have and our Social Security is only 1,800, then I'd be like, you can't keep this house. But because you're not touching this nest egg, it does have the ability to grow. I, I'm with your financial advisor. I'd work to get this house paid down. I, I, Carol, if you were my mom and she's just south of you uh, in, in, across the border in Texas, if yeah. we were sitting down having this conversation, I would tell my mom, I want no matter what happens to dad, I want to make sure you've got a house mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. nobody can come take that from you. And so right. I would do everything I could because what you're exchanging is this illusion that I'm going to put this money in the market and it's going to replace that that amount of money uh, we I would technically lose in the VA payments. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why don't you just wipe out your your house payment and you get to the same place if but you're more secure. And even if right. uh, even if the worst were happened and you did lose that VA payment, you're still making eight thousand dollars a month. It's not like it's taking you down to two thousand. Or something like that. You still have a, a nice amount of money to live off of, and it's still far more than what you yeah. need. So and we're not extravagant people. We don't. I mean, sure. You know, we are going to have to get another car soon. We have uh, what 2009 Subaru, which I love, and I'll keep till I die if I uh-huh. could. <laughs> it, it, hey, those things will run for a long years. time. <laughs> we kept our other one for 17 years until my husband had an accident, and that's when we found out he couldn't drive anymore because mm-hmm. he had optic neuritis and didn't know it and he could have uh, been bad. Carol, <laughs> here's a here's a common thing. And I'm speaking about something I've only had conversations about I've never personally experienced, okay? You have had to stare down cancer. You have had to watch someone you love who was the picture of strength and the and who led entire um um groups of of men and women as the strongest you've watched his body revolt against him and take him um and fold him up and so you have seen what some of what most of us only like think could possibly happen someday you've experienced it and so often when that happens we try to to mitigate every single variable in our life and we do that by holding everything really 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 tight and what we do is we suffocate the joy and the breath and the laughter out of the last few precious moments we have. And so I want to tell you, um, Jade and I take calls with people who call in, in in a similar situation and they have zero, right? And so I want you to see that you've got $9,000 coming in and you've got a, a, a nest egg. Is it a million dollars? Is it Dave Ramsey size? No. It's 300,000 bucks. You can get through the end of your life and never, yeah. ever touch that thing. Yep. Because you got money coming in. I want yeah, you I to open your hands. Open your hands. Open your hands. 
Y'all have done so good. So good. You're doing better than you think you are. Pay your house off. Yeah. Take out the liabilities, take out the risk, and then look at that precious husband of yours and say, let's just have fun till the wheels fall off here. Yep. Y'all are doing so good. Guys, this is why we say, this is why we say, get your money in order, get your life in order. It may not be raining yet, but at some point it's going to rain. And you're going to wish that you had your money set up. Uh, Carol's situation, it's stressful and there's some sad things going on, but her money is not the problem. Doing great. Doing great. This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by my co-host today, Dr. John Deloney. What's going on with you, John? Doing all... Uh, you know, it's a heavy it's a heavy, heavy time here in Nashville. It so is. I was going to say it's all right, but it's not. It's a, it's a tough, tough, tough day here in Nashville. Yeah, we got some hurting. things going on. We got some things going on, but um, we're here to take your calls. We'll talk about your life. We'll talk about your money. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. In the meantime, John... We need a little we need a little hope in the world right now. So let's talk about Financial Peace University. I love this topic because it's all about the hope. So with debt payments and now inflation, uh, stealing more and more of your paycheck, we know a lot of you feel like you're drowning. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, shrunk the t-shirt, and now you're scared to death that you won't have enough money to take care of your family. Man, you shouldn't have to live like that with that kind of stress, but if you want these things to change, you've got to say that I've had it. I've decided to try new things. I'm doing something different with my money. I'm not repeating the same old cycle, and that means it's time to try Financial Peace University. This is our nine-lesson course that'll teach you how to beat debt and build wealth. Uh, it's everything that you wish you'd learned uh, in, in school, really, about how to handle money. I'm actually uh, teaching a FPU class a group of, it started with a thousand folks, John. We got one class left tomorrow. And when I tell you these people are in here changing their lives. So when you hear me say stats like nearly 10 million people have taken FPU uh, and they don't, you know, they don't worry about money like they used to. They're in control and you can be too. These are real people sitting in real seats, making real decisions. It's not just like, oh, 10 million people. No, these are real people in daily life. I'm one of them. They're really changing their lives. You've got to decide that you're done stressing out about money. You've got to take control. Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Hey, let me tell you this. Um, We talk about uh, they don't worry about money like they used to. Yeah. I've got buddies who... Don't owe anybody any money at all. None. Yeah. Did you know the last six months, all the conversations are about all the opportunity out there now? Man, yes. All the co- it's it's like you watch the news and it's the end of time. And I walk. We have these big TVs back in the media in the PR area yeah. where the media is, and it's all these red arrows pointing down and all these pundits talking about the end of time. Yeah. All the folks I'm I'm talking to have smiles on their face because it's opportunity time. It's buying season. It's it's hey, we could possibly do this, and I could possibly get this. This might yeah. be the right time to buy this. It's a totally different, uh, This it, it, everything is different because they don't owe anybody any money. They've taken control of their life. Can I tell you that back in 2008, 2009, when the world was just crashing down mm-hmm. on us, that was when Sam and I were just in the thick, of, we had just gotten married, student loans coming due, everything is just, I mean, I can't say the words that I want to say on the radio. It was terrible. <laughs> and I remember hearing Dave on the radio say, when things like this happen, he's a spectator. He's not participating in it because he's risen above it financially. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, that sounds 
like the most peaceful thing that I can think to to not be part of the real estate craze. Because in my neighborhood, we were trying to sell our house and there were, I don't know, 40 other houses just like ours, actually Mm -hmm. better, you know, for sale and just not being able to make ends meet. And I'm listening to this guy talk about being a spectator. Mm -hmm. And I thought, am I ever going to, am I ever going to get there? Am I ever going to get that chance? Then 2020 happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is what it feels like fully funded emergency fund, even though our both both Sam and I's job were cut off in mm-hmm. 2020. But there's still a feeling of peace that you can have when you do this stuff and you you get your money um, in order. And I just, I don't know if you're listening today, man, you want to be a spectator. You do not want to be out here scratching and clawing when inflation is up. You don't want to be the people that have to take to social media with their rage mm. because because they can't sleep at night and because they're arguing with, arguing with their spouse and because they just yelled at their daughter for asking for lunch money. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want to participate in that. And the, the stats, guys, I, I got to tell you this. This came through my email and it it... It burns me up for many reasons. It, it burns me up because I care about you guys. I yell at you, but I care about you because I, I know what's possible. But when I see stats about savings that say 36% of individuals have more credit card debt than they have money in savings, A, I get it because I've been there, but it pisses me off because you don't, ha- you don't have to live your life like that. When I see that 10% have no cash set aside, when I see that 56% of Americans can't handle a $1,000 emergency, and so they go into credit cards, John, mm-hmm. and, and, and they look to credit cards as their savior because culture has told us you can't exist in this world. You are not powerful enough to handle your own money. You need credit. You need debt. You need to borrow in order to make your way through life to the tune of $930 billion. And hey, can we can we uh, call people out right now? Call them out. I guarantee you the business that I work for makes less money because we don't accept credit cards here. Oh, come on. You have to spend cash. And so some of you are sitting out there saying, well, I don't use credit cards. I got cash. But your business accepts them. Mm. And so you are participating in the madness. And you can sit on the sidelines on your fancy couch that so, that you paid for with somebody else's debt. And you can say, look at all those stupid idiots. You are a part of the problem too. Until everybody's intellectually honest across the board. Those who are propping up their lifestyle with, with credit cards and those who are accepting accepting them as a way to make their wardrobes nicer while people are drowning. Everybody's participating, man. Look, I saw there's this girl I follow on Instagram and she put it on there. She was like, I am not. She said, I sell less, considerably less because I do not do buy now, pay later. I will not accept it as a form of payment for my uh, what I'm selling. And I, I love that kind of integrity. I'm because, opting out of the system. That's yeah, right. I'm, guys, the average credit card balance is fi- almost $6,000. I don't know where you come from, but where I come from, that's a little bag. To have $6,000 <laughs> extra? Come on. And you're wondering, well, I don't ha- where's my emergency fund? There it is. That's it times six. That's your starter emergency fund right there times six. And the sad part about it is most of us and most of you probably got the credit card to handle an emergency and now you can't afford to fund an emergency fund because mm. of it. That is the, the, the sad part of it and, and the serendipitous part of it. Now, it says delinquencies are up year over year. The credit card delinquency rate is at 2.25% now. I read a stat that was saying delinquencies, not just on credit cards, but on cars. We're starting to see people get upside down in cars because we car payments 
They went out of control. 16% of American consumers pay at least a thousand bucks a month. John, don't tell me that. A thousand Don't tell me that, John. A thousand dollars? On a depreciating asset that you drive a maximum of one hour a day that sits parked in on a piece of concrete for 23 and a half hours a day. Don't tell me you can't <laughs> get a, an emergency fund when your car note is a thousand dollars. That's a lie. Jay, that gives me hemorrhoids, Joe. That's a that lie. That gives me hemorrhoids. Just preparation H time. It's thousand dollars a month. Look at this. The average car payment, uh, monthly car payment for new cars is $716. Look. I try to tell somebody, look. We, <laughs> that's the average. That's the average. That's the average. And I tried to tell somebody. I tried to tell them and they didn't want to listen. On social media, I said, do you understand that just investing, not even the whole 700, if you had $500 that you put into good growth stock mutual funds and you kept it there and you let it stay for 30 years, you'd have over a million dollars. But we can't tell ourselves no for just a second, for just a second. We have to say yes to the car note and not just any car note to the tune of $717. We do, I'm here to tell you, you do not have to participate in that. There is a whole life. I feel like, I feel like the beginning of let's go crazy and Prince is like, <laughs> dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to talk about this thing called life. A, a beautiful thing called life. You don't have to participate in debt. Opt out, opt out. You can opt out. Opt you out. can you can save up your money and you can get $1,000 saved for an emergency and then you can pay off your debt and then you can build that up and, and get three to six months saved. You can still invest for retirement. You can pay for your kid's college. You can pay off your house and you can actually do this thing called living and giving. Giving, John. Yes, you can actually give some of your money because you've been, you've been smart with your money and you can actually share some of it without guilt, without shame, without wondering if you're going to be able to pay your bills. You can share it. I you can't. can share it with your kids, their kids, a good man. Ooh, my dad, my granddad man leaves an inheritance. And, and my granddad sat down and talked to me about being a World War II vet. And there's a lot of grandparents who are going to have to sit down and explain to their grandkids why they just had to have a new suburban. Mm. Not in this house. That does it for this hour. Be sure to join us next time. And when it comes to changing your life and money, remember this. You can tell me that you ain't going to do it, but don't tell me that you can't do it because with Christ, all things are hey, possible. Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.